0: Good morning, it's Mary Stone again on the screened porch. Thanks so much for joining me. And thanks to those that reached back about last week's chat about starting an organic garden. Joanne from Andover, New Jersey, reminded me that raised beds or container gardens, in addition to being a workaround if you're concerned about chemical contaminants, often lessen the possibility of undesirables such as pests and weed dilemmas that occur in in ground gardens. And you don't have to bend down as far to tend to your plants. Good points, Joanne. We spoke about that in a column titled Vegetable Garden Basics that you may wish to read about. I'll put a link in the show notes. It would be your next step in starting your organic garden. And then I got an email from Sue from Stone Church, Pennsylvania. And she often mixes vegetables in her container gardens filled with flowering and trailing annuals. Vegetables are indeed beautiful, and a perfect segue to this week's story about designing container gardens that starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. What fun to attend the annual Total Pro Expo and conference hosted by the New Jersey Landscape and Nursery Association. One of the talks I enjoyed was about container gardening by Bruce Crawford, who is the manager of horticulture of the Morris County Park Commission. I especially liked his feature about the effects of color on our emotions. Then there are the components of structure in a well-designed pot. The thriller, the filler, and the spiller we're going to talk about. Containers can mean many things, such as a tree stump or an old wheelbarrow. Bruce even showed chimney flue pipes, which was kind of cool. I've even seen an old dresser you know, out in the yard with some of the drawers open, and it looked kind of neat. There are many clever uses of remnant finds, though the old sneakers, work boots, and toilet bowl vignettes may be a little passé, don't you think? (laughs) As mentioned last time, be sure when using containers for food, they are free of harmful chemicals and that there are holes for drainage. Fill them with a quality organic potting mix. In fact, there are some that are blended specifically for vegetables, which are very good to use. You may have heard the fun rhyming design tip for designing container gardens with a thriller, a filler, and a spiller. Thriller plants are the focal point, a striking vertical element such as ornamental grass, canna lily, salvia, asters, dahlias, and other spiky bloomers. The point of view drives the placement. I like the thriller slightly off-center when viewing the container from all around, and more towards the back when viewed from the front. Fillers are medium sized mounding plants such as hookera, caladiums, coleus, ageratum, petunias, or begonias. You can choose one species or two or even three fillers. There are so many options, including lettuce and herbs that look smashing with pansies, and the flowers of pansies are edible. Did you know that? So pretty in a salad. Spillers are those that cascade over pots. Plants such as alyssum and nasturtium, which are edible, are ideal. There are trailing lobelia, begonia, and sweet potato vine in purple, green, or variegated, just to name a few. Choose plants that need the same sunlight and water when combining them in a container or grouping. And in groups, don't put a thriller, filler, and spiller in each pot as it looks contrived. Instead, have one thriller fill a pot. If you're doing vegetables, a tomato plant or pepper plant or an eggplant fills the pot as a thriller. There's peas, pole beans, or cucumbers on a trellis or obelisk in a container, which works well, too, and they create a lovely vertical accent. Then group the fillers and spillers around them in other containers. Consider the simplicity and repetition of plants or containers when creating a grouping of pots. For example, use pots in varying sizes and textures but similar colors, or repeat the use of some of the plants, creating a theme. Too many colors or kinds of plants and pots can look busy or hodgepodgy. Is that even a word, hodgepodge It's cute, right? I think I'll keep it. White is the first color we see. It glows at dusk and dawn or in the light of the moon. We spoke about that in our early episode three. Cicadas back to school, gardens glow. I love that story, actually. Gardens glow. And white intensifies the colors nearby. Red is the next color we notice after white but a little goes a long way. It appears to advance towards you and denotes strong emotions such as love, anger and aggression, energy and attractiveness, increasing enthusiasm and blood pressure, apparently. Black brightens neighboring colors, though it's nearly impossible to find it in nature. Brian said black makes objects appear heavier, yet thinner at the same time. So much for choosing the black dress. (laughs) A side note here. Maybe that's why folks like black mulch, although I always coach them not to use it because it heats up the plants. Think about, you know, walking barefoot on black macadam, how hot that is. So it cooks the roots of plants, never mind that it's a petroleum-based paint that makes it black. So stay away from black mulch, please. There's black mondo grass and purple fountain grass that are both dark purple, practically black, and are striking plants that you can use Grey enhances neighboring colors' purity and brightness rather than drawing attention to itself, though Brian cited it creates nervousness primarily among men, which totally made me laugh because Kurt always wears grey shirts. It's a comedy. I don't know if it's making him nervous, though. I kind of don't think so. As you would expect, green produces a calm, balanced feeling, releasing tension and lessening blood pressure. Night vision goggles are green, as we detect more shades of green than any other color. So there you go. Green is good. Yellow stimulates the central nervous system and represents warming and liveliness, though bright yellow is hard to look at for an extended period of time. Orange is invigorating and unnerving at the same time and can stimulate, making us more social and increase appetites. So I guess you could use it for your outdoor restaurant, <laughs> right? Right? And maybe Home Depot knew what they were doing with their logo. Hmm. But most people don't wish to stimulate such emotions. As a result, orange is one of the least favorite colors in a New Jersey pole, Brian said. Violet is the shortest visible wavelength and tends to vanish into the background. Therefore, it's difficult to see, but it's also calming, providing a warm, rich presence associated with royalty. Blue is a pleasing background color that helps attentiveness. It can be relaxing and cooling and provides depth as blue retreats from the onlooker. Imagine a sea of blue. As you plan your garden and containers, pick a color theme. You can pick monochromatic colors in a garden or in pots by combining shades of a single color. Or, remember learning about the color wheel as a child in school? It's a perfect tool for picking color themes. By the way, online you can look at Proven Winners. They have a pretty cool um, color wheel that is a good tool. I'll put a link in the show notes. The analogous color themes are next to each other on the wheel, such as red and orange and yellow in the garden. Contrasting colors are opposite, such as violet and yellow, or green and red. But of course foliage is green, by and large, although there's maroon foliage or dark purple, considered black, as we spoke about before. The third color scheme is a color triad, triangulating the colors on the wheel, such as violet, orange, and green, or blue, red, and yellow. Of course, color is only one variable in the garden's beauty. There's the texture of leaves and the structure of the plants, the other variables we see. Then there's the scent, the touch, the sounds of the leaves blowing in the wind or pollinators scurrying about, and the taste of plants that nourish us but there's another element of plants and nature and the world around us. It's invisible, the life force, the unseen, the miracle of it all. We plant seeds and stand in awe of the trees, shrubs, flowers, fruits, and vegetables they become. Think of your life as the same miracle and allow your unseen inner self, your love and kindness to shine and flow through you. Garden Dilemmas? AskMerryStone.com Yes, indeed, as I was preparing this story and thinking about the senses that we all have, you know, sight, sound, touch, hearing, smell, that inner unseen self has the magic in it, really. We're all seeds. We're all seeds. Thanks so much. I so enjoy our time together on the screen porch, and I hope you have as well. And if so... Please share the podcast with a friend or two so more can join us in learning and growing in the garden of life. It means so much. Have a great day. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at Gardendilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.